Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. Well, welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. Guys, something crazy is happening. Believe it or not, Ileana and I are doing an episode together. Hi! There's no guests. There's no one-offs. It's just us two and our sleeping baby. Girls and boys together. Hopefully, he will stay asleep. We'll see. But it's been a while. while. What was the last episode we did when we were together? Oh my goodness. I don't even remember. It was like when he was first. He was little. Yeah, he was taking a nap, I remember, and we had to in his swing, pause it which was like the worst. Why did we do it? Well, he didn't used to take naps in his crib, I guess, so that was Oh, weird. you mean like he was out in the living he room? He was in the living oh, room. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, it feels like it's been an eternity, but he's only been around for like three months. <laughs> I know. Three months Not... tomorrow, I think. Oh, yeah, it is three months tomorrow. It's going to come out on his birthday. Aww. Well, happy birthday. Happy three months of living, son. If he ever listens it's to been, this. It's been good to know you so far. Um, he does like to listen to podcasts with Gaggy and Pop-Ups and Grandpa's voice, though. He does. He has really liked to listen. He likes to hear their voices. My mom hasn't been on the podcast, has she? No, we should get her. We got to get her on next time they're in town. What do you guys want to hear Maggie talk about? Yeah, Maggie Holly's got some things to say. Mm-hmm. Actually, we might have to mm-hmm. start a different podcast for whatever she has <laughs> to say. You never know. Sometimes she can be a little feisty. <laughs> she's not going to like that. She said no, that. She's, she'll love it. She knows I jest. Anyway, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? Okay, we are talking about discipline mm-hmm. as the world Wait, would see Wait, before it. we talk about that, oh, you went back to work. Oh, I did. Thanks. How's that going? <laughs> Thanks for asking. So for, I haven't asked you yet. It's been two weeks and this is the first time I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We check in with each other every week. So for those of you who don't know, Ileana finished her maternity leave and she went back to work. Yeah, it's actually going really well. Yeah. Like way better than I thought it would be. How so? Because I thought it was going to be like heartbreaking to be at work all day. Yeah. And it's actually not. And then you she feel. She loves being away from our child. No. As a mom though, you do feel guilty. It's like weird. Like you feel guilty for like, I would imagine some people feel guilty for like not being a working mom and staying home. And then like you get there and you do feel guilty that like you're there because you're working, but then you feel guilty that you like are enjoying it. Yeah. So you really just have to meditate on what the lord actually says of you that you are a good mom and it doesn't matter if you're at home or you work or you like being at work or Mm -hmm. but it is nice because then you get to come home and there's a baby and you're not frustrated from being with him all day so yeah it's been really great it has and the cool thing is we live right next to the church where we both work church and school so it's we just leave them at the house all day and we have a camera on them and we can just see if (laughs) that's not true grab his bottle we're gonna be reported that's true uh, no, we have a nanny, and she's the best. She literally Ms. is Christine. the best. Thanks, Miss Christine. Shout out to Miss Christine. So, full circle, but just wanted to, I guess people didn't know you're back to work. So. I'm assuming people figured it out based on the fact that I have not done any podcasts. Maybe. I did one with my mom. I actually think that was good. It was a good podcast. It was good. Probably one of the better ones. You and your mom are better at this than 
me and I actually felt also. like really good about it. Like I feel like I did a great job doing what you normally so do. Ileana, You're normally like the, the host. One I of just... the things we're gonna do today is announce that Ileana is taking over the podcast. It's not there's not gonna be two of us anymore. <laughs> She's actually pushing me out. Uh, I forgot to put that uh we didn't put this in documentation, so she's She's pushing me out of the podcast. This is my last episode. Weekly, it's mine. Um, you guys won't probably hear and from me ever money, again. All the money that it yeah, takes Yeah, all the money it's bringing in, all the sponsorships, uh, everything. So it's my last episode. So <laughs> what are we going to talk about? <laughs> Just kidding. It's no. It's episode. No. But let's get back to what we're talking about. Yeah, I feel like we have a fun topic. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So it's the beginning of a new year. Whoop. You preached on like, well, you didn't really preach on this, but we've kind of been talking about like everybody has goals for the year. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And do you like that? I'm really good with words right now. Blah, 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 blah. 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 <laughs> and um, people say they want to be maybe more disciplined in this, more disciplined in that. Mm-hmm. And I think what we should talk about is discipline as the world sees it versus what does the Bible actually call it, Yeah, which we'll talk about. Yeah, so this idea of discipline is really interesting because that's like a big buzzword right now. Yeah. It's a really hot topic. Everyone wants to be disciplined. Um, if you're like on social media, if you're everything, people like to be disciplined. I feel like every once in a while I see like, oh, this is my morning routine. People are getting up, they're having oh, yeah. their coffee, they're doing whatever, they're journaling, they're working hard all day, they're going to the gym. Like people, we we want to live a disciplined life. And at the end there's of the day, there's so many books on it, oh, so many podcasts, so many whatever. Everything right now, anything mm-hmm. that's self-help oriented anything that's change your life oriented it's all about discipline and Mm -hmm. you've probably heard this phrase before discipline equals freedom and that's true being disciplined is more freeing than being non-disciplined um but it's very interesting because the bible does not talk about discipline Mm -mm. discipline is not found in the bible and people are like what are you talking about um it's not there there is something in the bible that is very similar to discipline and it's called self-control right so, which already when you hear those two words, they're like so contrasting, right? Well, not necessarily, but like when you hear discipline, my mind as a believer doesn't go to, oh, I need to have self-control in this area. Yeah. But then when you say that, I'm like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think the idea of controlling ourselves, um, yeah. but here's the cool thing about that. Self-control in the Bible um, is not something you are supposed to do on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit too. But I feel like one of the things people really wrestle with, especially when we talk about when people talk about this idea of discipline, the way the world sees it, is this concept of motivation. Mm. People want to be disciplined. People want to have all their ducks in a row. They want to have. They want to yeah. get up early. They want to do all these schedules. So what they do is they try to find motivation. Yeah. Like you were just telling me, you went on a bike ride this morning, on your on the oh yeah on our little bike we have like what you probably had to be like okay i gotta do this like you had to find something i was motivated yeah to fit into my old jeans again (laughs) (laughs) i was uh at a coffee shop working on a sermon actually funny enough and i came back and i was like oh i went biking yeah and it was so hard bike downstairs and i stopped because i wasn't motivated to do it so i stopped so you went for like what (laughs) 10 minutes minutes, whatever right which actually is a lot because he was taking a nap also you haven't been working out lately You've been well, no. Well, <laughs> since probably for, I worked out in the beginning of pregnancy, so yeah. it's been so a hot minute. What happened when? What was going on in your mind when that ten minutes came? You're like, I'm no longer what motivated. You have no, you lost your motivation. It's hard. It's gone. I don't want to do it. So that's the problem. This with, is more than I've done in a really long time. Exactly. So I was proud of myself. <laughs> and that's the problem with this concept of motivation. Before we talk about self control, this is kind of like a, a side topic. 
this maybe isn't biblical advice, but this is just practical advice. Motivation. I mean, I think we've said this before on the podcast. I don't know if we have, but you said this to me a while ago and this like changed my life. Motivation. And this is not something I came up with. Just so you know, this is probably a culmination of many of these things I've heard talking about discipline in the world and all that stuff. But discipline or motivation is worthless. Yeah. Motivation is worthless. It will only carry you as far as your motivation lasts. Yeah. So if you're on a run and you say, like, I, I wake up and I'm motivated to run 10 miles, you get a uh, couple miles in and you don't feel motivated. What you're going to do is you're going to stop. You're going right. to turn around or maybe if, you're going, if you turn around, you're going to end up <laughs> running more miles. But here's the point. Motivation only lasts as long as it is, is there. There's mm-hmm. nothing going to come after that. Um, and that's the problem, I think, with Christians. When we think of discipline, when we think of self-control, we think, what can I do to be disciplined? Or right. what can I do to be self-controlled? And we look for motivation. What what is keep, What is making me do this? And when that runs out, which it always will, motivation will always run out, then what do we do? Mm-hmm. We just cease to be self-controlled. We just <laughs> cease to find discipline in our lives. And I think that's the one of the problems um, Christians have with this issue. Yeah, I agree. And it's really interesting because the world puts so much emphasis on discipline and Christians do not. Right. It has nothing to do with the fact that the word discipline or discipline itself is not found in the Bible. Like it, it, the concept certainly is. Like we just said, it's called self-control. The world cares about this issue so much. Christians don't because Christians don't realize that God cares about this so mm-hmm. much. Um, and I think if we really understood the heart of God, not just for his people, but for our lives and the way we touch others, um, we would think this is important too. It's unfortunate to say the world is doing better at this. Right. Um, another example, I was talking with a couple of people about this not too long ago. Um, excellence, the concept of doing things excellently. Like excellently, is that even a word? With excellence. With ex- excellently is not a word. No, it's not. So my grammar is not excellent. But the concept <laughs> of doing things with excellence is so also in line with the world. The world wants to do things with excellence or pursuing excellence. And I think Christians oftentimes are content with a lack of excellence, but they don't realize that excellence is so, so biblical. And there's so many things yeah. that the world has claimed and said, we're going to prioritize these, even to the point where Christians go, well, you know, making goals, setting plans, working hard, all this stuff, that's kind of a worldly view of it. Like, no, right. that is biblical, but we have right. let the world take that and make it its own. And good for the world. I'm glad the world will take biblical themes and runs with them, but they just don't have anything Grounding them to anything. Yeah. yeah, and I think like what you said, like when your motivation runs out, right, what do you do? You'll stop. And so what the world is doing is they're trying to find other things other than God, right, to tie their motivation to. So mm. whether that's, I mean, another God, right? Lowercase g, right? So whether that's themselves, right? How many times do you see it? Well, maybe this is just my social media is curated towards me, but it's like... Social media is just cooking, recipes, (laughs) house projects, babies. babies. No, but like (laughs) on social media, I feel like you see people like, I'm not saying this is bad. I feel like I'm going to get, I feel like people are going to be upset about this, but people doing like affirmations for themselves. You see them or them with their children in the mirror doing affirmations for their day. What is that? that? What does that mean? Oh, like I am, see, it sounds like good when I say it. Great. But just let's let's break it down. I'm strong. I am brave. I am a woman. I am like, okay. (laughs) And like looking at yourself in the mirror and proclaiming these things over you for your day. There's a way you could do that, and it could be really biblical. I'm not saying that. It's 
totally bad. But what I'm saying is it's a way for the world to try and find something to tie their discipline or their motivation to. So the hope is that when you're standing your three-year-old in front of the mirror and she's repeating these things over herself or himself, that when something happens during their day, they'll remember that. Yeah. Really, we know from they don't really know what they're saying at that point, but sure. they will learn right as they get older. Regardless, the world is trying to find all these ways to keep themselves motivated and keep themselves disciplined. And normally it comes back to like pride or themselves. Mm-hmm. And so what we'll see with self-control, right, is it's not something we're doing in and of ourselves. Like yeah. there's something greater than ourselves that's allowing us to move forward in that. And I think that's just such the big distinction that the world is going to be motivated or be disciplined for the sake of themselves as christians there's something much greater that we have to be self have self-control for and it's not just for us for sure so one of the things i want to do is there's self-control is found all throughout scripture but there's a very common place it's found and i want to read it but i want to read what's around it as well Mm -hmm. because i think when we read it in isolation and when i read this verse anyone who's familiar with the scriptures is going to know exactly what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. many of us probably haven't memorized when we don't read the whole context around this verse, we think of self-control as something that we need to find motivation to do. Something that we need to just work hard at and conjure up within ourselves. And even that is not a biblical idea. So I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the section and I'm gonna read what's around it. Okay. So self-control, one of the main passages we use to talk about this a lot is Galatians five, um, specifically verses twenty-two uh, to twenty-four. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Hmm. So when we read that verse by itself, right? This is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. Go through all of them, ending with self-control. I think what we can easily gain from that is, since we have the Holy Spirit, that's what we need to be doing. Right. Like, that's what the Spirit does. So we just need to, those are the things we need to do within ourselves. Do, yeah. And I think, maybe I'm misspeaking here, but I feel like that is how majority of Christians read that verse. I would, yeah, I think I agree with you. Yeah. So, are, so you're saying the majority of Christians look at this verse and say, okay, this is something I already have as a believer or am as a believer, so I just need to do these things. Well, yeah, like this is the fruit of the Spirit. I'm a Christian, right? So I, these are the things I need to work at. These right. are the things I need to exemplify in my life, and these are right. the things I need to do. Right. And that's not incorrect. Right. But the incorrect posture is going, how can I do these things by myself? What can I do to get these more of yeah. these in my life? Um, what things can I put in place? What motivation, what disciplines can I put in place to have um, yeah. to have more of yeah, this? Yeah, I agree. And that's where we err, right. I think. And I want to read the context around that. So I'm going to go back a couple of verses. Do it. Starting in verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Mm -hmm. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies and things like these that's a long list i warn you as i warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness so on and so forth ending with self-control and then verse 25 says if we live by the spirit 
Let us also walk by the Spirit. Mm. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So when we read it in its context, we understand that this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will produce these things in our lives, but it's not something the Christian can just try to muster up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and be self-controlled, work really hard at it. We need, all caps, N-E-E-D, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You cannot live a self-controlled, disciplined, gentle, kind, peaceful, joyful, good, faithful life that honors the Lord without the Holy Spirit. Right. It's not something you can just do. Wow, that's good. I don't know how much I have to add. I think, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you're reading from scripture, right? It's like, what else do you want to say about that? But I think um, there is a phenomenon in Christianity to do things by pulling, I mean, in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. And I think we don't really talk about like generationally what this looks like. We don't really talk about that a lot on our podcast. But I think for our generation, right? We've kind of seen, I think maybe like our parents or even our grandparents maybe have that a little bit more where it's like, I need to pull myself up by my bootstraps just because of, you know, great depression, whatever, whatever it is that happened. Like, and that phrase is kind of funny. I don't know if you guys know that phrase. I don't actually know. So you got a picture. It's like one of those giant picture, a giant fisherman. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. What what are those called? Like those, um, like overalls. Yeah. So Mo- like they, a have, muck suit yeah, or like they have the boots attached. Yeah, boots, yeah. The idea of being able to pull yourself up by those straps mm. and literally grabbing yourself and lifting yourself out of like the mud. Right. That's impossible. Yeah. This phrase itself is an oxymoron. Like yeah. you can pick a boot or boots out of the mud, but you can't pick yourself, like lift your arms and pull yourself off the Wait, ground. So does it mean the opposite of what we say? It? No, it, it's oh. just, that, that is what it means. Oh, like pick funny. yourself up. By, the, the phrase itself is meant to be oxymoronic. This idea... That you actually can't lift yourself out of. Okay, well, see, that just proves it right there. So I think, anyways, what I'm saying (laughs) is, I think in our generation, I don't necessarily think like this is like, ooh, go us. I just think (laughs) we're seeing like in Christianity with younger people, they're realizing, okay, I can't maybe do all these things. And I think what's really cool is when you're in a church with people of all different ages and life experiences, right? You're able to see all different ways, all different things that you go through in life. It doesn't even matter. You have to walk with the Holy Spirit. I literally just was FaceTiming a friend, what, 20 minutes ago and telling her, she's asking me, how is it being a mom? Right. And I was telling her like, we used to go be in college together. And I was saying, well, you know, like in college, it's hard. Like you need to rely on the Lord's grace for maybe projects or like getting all of your things done for college. And then Moving out of college is hard because you need to rely on the Lord's grace for work. And then getting married is hard because you rely on the Lord's grace for marriage. And then kids, right? Like, it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in or what you've gone through or how old you are. You need the Holy Spirit, right? And so I think you can see it in no matter where your life is right now. Like, even if you're a brand new believer, I feel like you can still see that, okay, there's something I can't do by myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's why in churches when people get saved for the first time or people get baptized, like pastors will often say, excuse me, pastors will often say like, okay, you know it's not going to be easy now, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know just because you have the Lord now doesn't yeah. mean your life's automatically going to get easier. If anything, it's going to get harder because you have Satan yeah. throwing things against you. So even new believers can understand this concept of like, I need the Holy Spirit in especially in order to have self-control. Yeah. It's really interesting just thinking about the idea of self-control. And one of the things I 
I don't want anyone to get from this podcast is that we're saying we shouldn't be working hard. We shouldn't be right. trying these things. That is also an anti-biblical sentiment. We kind of mentioned excellence. Like working hard was an original mandate in scripture right. in Genesis before the fall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam was working before the fall even happened. Like work yeah, was good. instituted. It's in, in a perfect world. In a perfect world, Adam mm-hmm. was working. We will be working in the future as well. If you mm-hmm. read if you read what's going to happen in the last days, you read what's going to happen in eternity, we will be doing things. Um, so I, I don't I want to get that out of people's minds. Yeah, what good. I'm saying is this concept of self-motivation and self-discipline and even taking the word self-control um, at face value is just not what the Bible is saying. Um, self-control is something that we can gain and have access to by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. So Praise the, be- the Lord. beautiful thing about being a Christian is that we don't have to try to do these things by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can read a passage like the end of Galatians 5 and go, the Holy Spirit can work in my life to produce these things in me. It's going to be a long, long process. You just talked about, you know, becoming a Christian. People talk about, you know, this life's going to be hard. Like, I love how you said that, and we should start saying that more. In fact, we should say it more exclamatory. Not like, life's probably going to be easier. No, your life has just become infinitely harder. I mean, that's you the point of our have, podcast, right? Putting yeah. on armor to defeat what yeah. Satan throws against you, you as a believer. Now that you are a Christian, you are now, your eyes have been opened to the law of God mm-hmm. and the fact that you are called to a different right. standard. So congratulations, your life just got infinitely harder. Forget the trials and tribulations. Forget the persecutions. That's one whole other thing. Yeah. You are now called to live in a way that you did not were not called to before. But here's the beautiful thing. You do not have to do it by yourself. Right. And it's almost a weight lifted off your shoulders to know. It's a blessing to know as Christians, you cannot do it by yourself. Yeah. How freeing is it to know I can't do it by myself, but there is someone who can do that through me. Perfectly. And they will do it perfectly. The yeah. Holy Spirit will do it perfectly. There will be no failure. And the only thing we have to do is submit to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit produce sanctification in our hearts. Yeah. So I think it's important. We've talked about, right, it's not us. Mm. Um, the Holy Spirit's going to do it, right, and he works perfectly. Um, but what does it look like practically for the believer? And we didn't necessarily write things down beforehand, so maybe we just go back and forth and if we think of anything. like Off the fly. Off the, yeah. One of the things I think would be probably the most pertinent thing. I shouldn't say the most pertinent thing. One of the things that's super important is understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you do not read your Bible as a believer, I'll be careful how I say this. I, I question if you truly desire God. God has revealed himself perfectly in his word. Mm. And the only way that we can know who God is, the only way that we can have that revelation in terms of what does God want for my life? What has God done for my life? What's God's plan for my life? That is all laid out in scripture. And people, we've talked about this before. People are asked all the time, say this thing all the time. You know, I feel like I'm just not hearing from the Lord. And the first question you should ask someone like that is, okay, well, what's your time in the word look like? Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, they're probably not reading their Bible. Or what's your prayer life look like? Yeah. And if they're not reading their Bible, then how can you possibly consider yourself, how can you desire to be close to the truth Mm. Jesus Christ if you're disconnected from the truth source the revelation of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. so I would say one of the first things is know your Bible know what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life know what the Holy Spirit did in the lives of the apostles what he carried them through through the book of Acts what he promises that he's going to do in the believer in the book of Romans when all the epistles he talks about how believers have the ability to do these things what Paul charges us to do through the power of the Holy Spirit that's good 
None of that's on our own. So read your Bible. That's That's my first one. Okay, mine is start small. And so I think like it's easy to talk about self-control and be like, or like even at the beginning of the new year, right? Like the world's view of discipline, whatever, especially for me and you, like we love schedules. So Mm -hmm. it's really easy to be like, I'm going to start doing this, this, and this, and this. I'm going to read my Bible for 30 minutes a day. I'm going to do 20 minutes of prayer every day. I'm going to read my devotion with my kids at night and pray with them and do a worship song with him. Them. The only people I know that do that is my sister and brother-in-law. They do that with their kids every night. But (laughs) I just mean like there's a lot of things we can get excited about doing. And I think there's a way to start really small. Like Mm -hmm. you said, okay, read your Bible. That can look different every day. I think something I've learned to do is just regularly communicate with the lord Mm -hmm. and so i don't necessarily mean sitting down this maybe this is different than what a lot of people think but sitting it doesn't necessarily mean sitting down and just praying or sitting down and just journaling i mean like i'm in the middle of teaching a class Mm -hmm. and a student asks me a question and i literally say to the holy spirit in my head like you need to help me answer this question right now because i don't know what to say and then just waiting like 30 seconds yeah and then giving an answer right like I think there's or like especially as a mom now like I was frustrated with Atticus the other night and just being like okay Holy Spirit I need you to like tell me what to do and I brought him out to you right because I was like I don't (laughs) want to be with him right now and so I think just like regularly communicating and allowing the Holy Spirit to do things in you Mm -hmm. and like why would we think that he's not going to answer us like and I'm not saying it's like a I ask the Lord a question in the middle of the day and right away I get an answer. I just mean like, why not pause and like try and do that, right? Yeah. And it's something you can do as a believer that takes literally no time, mm-hmm. but allows you to open up the, what is that? What am I trying to say? Open up like communication. Yeah. yeah. This sounds really weird if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, but like <laughs> this is what the, like the God's word calls us to talk to the Lord. Yeah. So I like that be in your Bible, start small, like we can do all these things. But I will add kind of to what you're saying at the end, a third thing, I don't know how many we're going to say, but a third thing, <laughs> um, prayer. Just keep oh, it really yeah, simple, for sure. prayer. Um, you have no hope of doing any of these things without asking the Holy Spirit to produce this in you. The Holy Spirit desires to do this, but he's not going to force you to be self-controlled. Mm-mm. Now, you might not like how the Holy Spirit works in your life because you're being stubborn. I'm sure all of us at some season of our lives have learned something through suffering or learned something through pain because we just didn't, we wanted to take the hard road to get to where the Lord wanted us to be. But asking the Lord, Lord, help me be self-controlled. It is not within my own power to exude Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-control. That is something of you. That is something of the Holy Spirit. So help produce that in me. Um, That's a huge thing. And I think... I think we oftentimes are too prideful to stop and ask the Holy Spirit to do that work in us. And we think just because we're Christians, that means we have the fruits of the Spirit are now right. the fruits of Matt Holly. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. My heart is wicked. It is, it is poised toward disaster. I want the things I don't want. Paul talks about that. The only hope I have for any of these things is because Christ has saved me. Right. But I still often live in the flesh because I am of the flesh. Um, but we were called to live in the spirit because that's who we ultimately were created to be. That's good. So you pray. That's a third thing. I have a fourth one. I oh, feel like that's goodness. good. Okay, let's do fourth one. Community. Ooh. I feel like everything that we talk about in this podcast could be answered with these three things, right? Read your Bible, communicate with the Holy Spirit. 
find community. Pray and find community, right? Okay, so community. It's almost like there's a theme in scripture that we keep talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like that's somewhere else. <laughs> I just mean like you need to have people in your life that are, we talked about this with the podcast with my mom too. I mean, we talk about this a lot. You mm-hmm. need to have people in your life that are holding you accountable to things. Yeah. Like that yeah. are praying for you and lifting you up in prayer. But like more than that, literally asking you, how are you doing bringing this to the Lord? Like I would not be as good of a mom as I can be if I didn't have a group of ladies asking me regularly, how are you doing like spending time in the Bible? How are you doing with this? And Yes, the Holy Spirit is doing these things through us, but it doesn't mean it's really, really hard to walk with the Spirit, right? Yeah. And part of walking with the Spirit means humbling yourself, and that's a really hard thing to do on your own too. Mm-hmm. So allowing other people to speak into your life, like I'm, that's kind of what we talked about with my mom on the podcast. Like You need to allow people to speak into your life, and that can be really, really hard. Yeah. But if you are a believer, and if you are allowing the Holy Spirit to like push you to have self-control and you're walking in that Mm -hmm. other people should be noticing it yeah and so like i mean we've talked about this with you before like there are things when we got married like i don't know if this is okay for me to say on the podcast if not you could take it out (laughs) and like i feel like before we got married you had talked about like your pride and oh i thought you i don't know why I don't know what you're about to say. I don't have any problem with you talking about like sin issues in my life. I thought you were going to say something like really weird. Oh, no. (laughs) So I just mean like before we got married, I feel like that was something that you had said you wanted to work on. Yes. And now, (laughs) right. But like I would say now, I don't think people meet you like in our church or even me now. Like I don't think people see that in you at all. Like I would say, if anything, people have said after you've preached, like, wow, he's so humble, right? I'm not saying One these things to boost you, <laughs> boost you, but what I'm saying is that's okay. allowed. Someone, every time someone boosts me up, someone comes by and chops me down. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just read my yeah, it's usually me, both times, probably. <laughs> but I mean, like, you've allowed, uh, that's really, really hard, right? And you've allowed, yeah. that's a form of self-control in your life to say, like, okay, I'm going to allow people to speak into this. Like, I think yeah. you allowed a lot of men to tell you things about how to work on that. Yeah. You, like, prayed about it. You read your, the Bible, right? Like, this is something that you let community speak into your life in. And yeah. as your wife, I've seen that drastically change in the past year. So I think like, I don't know, self-control. Mm-hmm. You can be a lot more self-controlled if you allow others to speak into your life too, I think. Yeah. Community. And I think all that's good. It's all important. I know sometimes we say things and they seem repetitive. It's because the Bible is very repetitive on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because God was very well aware that humans are very prone to wander and we it takes us a lot of times to get things that's why there's not ever isolated truths in scripture right. they're found all throughout well it's almost like the bible is one narrative story it's almost right? like it is how funny how that works I so I, I one of the things I, we hope that you guys gain from this is one you know the concept of discipline in and of itself is important right that's a good thing but that is what the world that's what the world looks at there's something much, much bigger that Christians are called to, and it's self-control. And when it comes to self-control, it's not something that you can just conjure up and do on your own. Yeah. It is something that will require you to humble yourself and submit to the Holy Spirit. And a couple ways that you can do that, we talked about them. It's reading your Bible, knowing what the Scripture says about these things. Second, praying. What was the second? That wasn't the second one. What was the second I one? said like communicating with the Holy communicating Spirit. Communicating with the Holy Spirit. That's oh, probably not the best. Small. Start small. Yeah. Start small. 
We didn't write any of this stuff down. So this is on. the first time we've done a podcast without any notes, by the way. Yeah, so usually we if it's like really bad, put quotes out or have some bullet points of things you want to remember not to talk about or to talk about, <laughs> not to talk about. <laughs> um, start small, and that's huge. If you start anything full speed, going from zero to 100, you are going to fail. It has happened, it always will happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, prayer. Prayer. And also community. community. And I, I want to piggyback off that fourth point you just said when we think about a challenge. We didn't come up with a challenge before mm-hmm. this, but I just thought of one. If you are listening to this podcast and you do not have someone that is, you have given permission to speak into your life about these things, yeah. you need to find that person. Yeah. Between now and the next podcast, find that person. You need someone who has permission to say, hey, Matt, you were not exuding self-control in that interaction mm-hmm. you just had. And this is someone that you need to find that you trust, someone who has your best interest at heart, someone who's loving and cares for you, and someone that when they say the hard truths, you're going to take them with love. You're going to be self-controlled <laughs> and take them with humility because you know they're looking out for you, even if it right. stings. So that's the challenge for this week. If you don't have anybody in your life that's doing that, you need to get into community. Yeah, you, that's a sign probably that you are not in biblical community. Yeah. Um, I can think of many people in my life that have permission to do that. It's because sur- I try to surround myself with people um, who want to run this Christian life, Christian race with me, right? The race is hard. Yeah. <laughs> running a race is hard in and of itself, but running the Christian life, um, that's a hard race. And so I try to surround myself with people who are better runners, faster than me, and they can bring me along. Mm. And the goal is that I can be able to do that with others. So if you do not have someone like that in your life, find someone. Mm -hmm. Because it is the game changer for this life. You need people to do community with. You need people to do life with. You cannot do this race. You cannot run this life. I said that backwards. You cannot run this race. You cannot do this life on your own. I'm going to add one thing to Uh-oh. that. Uh-oh. One more no, thing. No, just make sure it's somebody of the same gender, I think, is important. So I think not that's some, smart. Not, some, not your spouse. Like, well, yes. obviously, you have permission to speak into my life, sure. but I need other women in yes. my life speaking into our marriage. Like, how can I be a better yeah, wife? And marriage, you shouldn't be the one doing that for our me. Our marriage is not going to improve by Ileana and I doing our own evaluations of each other and, and our own work to each other. Right, because we're going to sure be biased be better, about it. Yeah. But we need someone on the outside yeah, to be yeah, able to speak into our life. Your Sorry, wife cannot I'm, be your accountability partner. Yeah. Now, your wife yeah. can hold you accountable. That's great. But if that is your source of accountability in this life, that is not. It's also really well draining as a spouse to say, oh, I'm the one who needs to check in with my husband on this issue all the time, too. Yeah. Right? That's not going to set you guys up well. That's Sorry, a that's a tangent. Nope. There you go. We just did a whole podcast with our baby asleep. Yeah, he's still asleep. The baby monitor, Maybe next- unless the baby monitor is frozen, but he's asleep. Looks like he is. Yay. Good job, baby. Wow, we went 34 minutes. Oh my goodness. That's like a long nap for him. Yeah, Our baby usually sleep. doesn't nap. He's supposed to sleep for two hours. He sleeps for an hour 30. and a half. He's supposed to sleep. Oh, an hour and a half. He sleeps for maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. Maybe he'll just sleep. I've, I just it? read a new article that anything under three months for napping is normal. So. Oh, great. <laughs> so, what do you want to do with the rest of our time? I feel like we have so many things we could do while he's asleep. Well, if he's going to sleep for two so hours. We'll do laundry. <laughs> probably we'll do some chores. no i'm gonna go make myself lunch and hope oh, he still sleeps but i did just get to drink a hot coffee during our podcast so praise what? the lord for that that doesn't happen very often unless i'm these at are work the, these are the new morning mercies we receive as new parents that's good <laughs> well we hope this episode was important we hope it was helpful for you guys and um, we hope it encourages you um, into a new week and we're excited to see you guys in a few weeks yay bye, bye. bye.